Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.
the worst of um, his Twitter stream was when Kanye, which I thought was so disrespectful, he starts to bring up Amber Rose and he says, you're just mad or whatever that I know you're mad because a stripper trapped you because Amber Rose used to um, strip and that every time you look at your son, you have to know that you have 18 years with her and that I'm your OG, which is the original gangster. That's what OG means. And that, um, you know, when you look at your son, you know, that's your son is here because of me, basically, because Kanye used to date Amber. And because he used to date Amber, she she became basically a celebrity and saying that if she had not dated him, become a celebrity, she would not have married Wiz Khalifa and they would not have had a baby. So he goes on to say, like, you know, basically, I created your baby. And it was just so extra and disrespectful. And then later he realizes that Wiz must have tweeted him back and said, oh, so KK is my my weed brand. I wasn't talking about your wife. And then Kanye West just said like, oh, oops, my bad. And it was just so, yeah. I don't know. I just want to be like, I don't want to hear about, oh, Kanye's still so sad because he lost his mom. Kanye's crazy. Mm-hmm. And just disrespectful. Who talks about people's kids like that? Like, just go sit down. Your music has gotten... I used to love Kanye's music, but his last album was trash. And honestly, he dated Amber himself. So if she's so terrible... And why are you still talking about her? I don't talk about my ex-boyfriend because I don't think about him, you know? Well, you got like, some free publicity now. Exactly. And um, Amber came back with some snarky remark, but it was dead. But it just... Honestly, it's just a, like... I don't know. I just want to be like, Kanye, make your, just drop your album and, and make your music good again. Nobody cares about your, your thoughts and ramblings anymore. Like, just stay off the internet. Somebody take his Twitter away. My expectations are low. Yeah, my um, expectations are low, too. <laughs> I mean, you bring in a Kardashian, but I digress. Yeah. Did you see, did you see, so we had this monster blizzard, what was it, Winter Storm Jonas last weekend? Yes. We took a brown break from it, I believe. Yes, from we snow. Did. <laughs> did you see, though, that hilarious, um, the photo from the Senate floor on, like, the Tuesday after the blizzard um, when it was a senator, her name was Senator Leah Murkowski um, from Alaska. She's a Republican. Looked around the room and was like, there are only women who mm. brave the weather to come run the government. Huh. I thought that was so telling. Yes, very telling. There's a lesson in there somewhere. <laughs> that said, is so funny. The men were like, nah, I'm not leaving. <laughs> do you know how ba- what babies men are? Like, come on. It's like the, the, how they had the man flu. <laughs> exactly. Where, like, they think they have a cold. And they're like, but I'm dying. I promise. Exactly. The end is nigh. Right? <laughs> right? Get me three sandwiches. I've got like I've apparently got death in my in my chest and I'm like I did laundry today, I did dishes, right? I cleaned up. You know, and I'm just like I went downstairs, I'm like, You guys ate, are you guys good? I'm like, but when Superman is sick, he's like, I cannot move forward. Tell my daughter I love her. Yeah. <laughs> Men are babies. But I love this quote. She says, Something is genuinely different and something is genuinely fabulous. I just yeah. love the idea of like all these like badass lawmaking women, Republican, Democrat, whatever. Just like running the show on their own. And it just made me feel all warm and fuzzy. Like, what if it were all women in government? Brown break. Tiffany, what are you going to brown break from? I'm breaking from the sickness. Oh, I'm breaking for winter colds. So all mm-hmm. that flu, all that coughing, all that fever, headache, shaking. I'm over it. So Alyssa, oops, Supergirl, <laughs> brought it into our home and then spread the joy. I'm sure she got it from school. So I say I took a brown break from the snow and now I'm banishing these winter colds. 
So if you have, are not washing your hands between every interaction and you're not covering your mouth and nose and stuff, please do, because it is not fun being sick um, when you're, it's not fun being sick at all, period, but especially when you're an entrepreneur, because I have so much to get done and I have like not the the motivation or the energy to get it done. And I'm like, Ugh, but if I don't work, I don't, I don't get paid. So yeah, I'm taking a brown break from this daggone illness. Please send me your good your um good health vibes via the um the internets. You know, it'll help pick me up. Um send us, love- send us your home remedied ideas that Ooh, she yes. can read but then not use because they'll be weird. Like my dad <laughs> is always telling me to drink apple cider vinegar yes. and to put some witch hazel on it. Just yes. It being so anything. To give me a fireball, which is like some sort of whiskey? Alcohol. I don't know. It's I delicious. Eat- but I, I don't know if it'll cure like, you. <laughs> fireball without the sickness. I was like, I sure, literally I never drink. And I was like, Superman, if I take this fireball, I'm going to just be drunk. I don't know that I'll be healthy. I, I love just... that you're if I take this fireball, like he's handing you an actual fireball. <laughs> <laughs> but no, definitely. Oh, yes. Please tweet me at the BA podcast or at the budget Nista. If you have some like home remedies, uh, my symptoms are scratchy throat. Uh, tight chest and just a lot of coughing. Oh, the coughing. Ah, oh, the coughing. I'm going to have a really fun job editing this later, you guys. Just think <laughs> no, of me. No, when you no, hear this perfectly no. clean podcast without the coughing, think of me and as I edited all the hacking. Exactly. So don't don't email the um, the remedies. I just prefer if you just tweet it. That way we don't we don't flood the, um, the emails with Mandy. So just tweet us at, at the BA podcast or at the Budgetista. I'd love to hear your remedies. Um, so hopefully I won't be sick by the next time we get on because I'll be feeling better. Oh, should we mention the Soledad O'Brien thing now since you brought up Twitter? Oh, yes. Let's Let's take a little pause before my brown break. Okay. So Twitter fam, if you were on Brown Ambition's Twitter feed at the BA podcast, you must tweet at Soledad O'Brien. She is the badass CNN producer, documentarian, filmmaker. She's looking. She asked on on a question on Twitter. Do you know any women with entrepreneurial podcasts that you liked or know of? Mm Mm-hmm. Everybody listening obviously does. It's called Brown Ambition. Please yes. tweet at her. And her, so Soledad, to spell it properly, it's Soul, S-O-L-E, Dad, like Dad, D-A-D. And then O'Brien, which is O-B-R-I-E-N. And you could tweet her, Soledad O'Brien. Just say, oh my gosh, I know a great um, podcast about entrepreneurship at the BA podcast. Um, she asked the question, so definitely share us with her. And you never know. She might be looking to, I don't know what she's looking at. Oh, yeah, do. we don't know what she wants. We just want you to just want her, her to know about us. <laughs> and she's so nice. Honestly, I've met her like two or three times, and she was super nice every single time. So, yeah, just tell her that me, me and Mandy sent you and that um, you think that we're an amazing podcast and she should check us out. Or whatever you can fit in 140 characters. Exactly. <laughs> you, just, you do you. Be creative. <laughs> Alrighty, so for my brown break this week, this is something that I have said, I think this was my New Year's resolution last year, actually, and I must say I've done a really good job. I'm taking a brown break from group dinners. Mm, do tell. So the group dinner is an American institution that has mm-hmm. been around ever since probably Jesus and his disciples took that picture, the Last Supper. Yeah, you're likely as in, so this is when the group dinner is usually introduced into your life. Sometime after college, mm. the group dinner usually starts. Would you say that's correct? I would say, I would say after college, it's like everyone's first foray into like an adult activity. Yes. Like, we're not going to meet up for happy hour. Let's sit down and have a meal and, and, and be adults. Yes. 
before you have the adult money. And so yeah. <laughs> they can quickly become a headache. And you all have been there. In fact, if you guys have been watching, I have a weekly web series called Money Minute on Yahoo Finance. This week's Money Minute, the title is Five People You Should Stop Eating Dinner With Right Now. Ooh, I wanna, I'm gonna watch that. <laughs> As I was writing it, I was getting really upset and I feel like I need to take a break. Like there's, I was feeling a lot of like anger, like mm -hmm. just like, uh, just, pushed under the rug for so long so much rage but you know that one friend you have who invites you to dinner like oh hey it's been a while let's meet up let's get dinner yeah. and then you show up and there's like 10 other people there yeah and you get tricked into having a group dinner with uh and then the whole bill thing happens i remember the first time that happened i think i was 22 and i did not know that people split bills i was horrified because i brought my little 15 dollars for my little you know, $10 chicken and plan to put in my $5 as a tip. And when I saw that people were talking about splitting bills, people who had actual liquid alcohol in their cups, mm. talking about splitting bills, I thought, no, I only have $15. That was horrifying to me. And I had to like figure out a way. But yes, Ooh, my this first group dinner, people were arguing, like straight out arguing. It turned a birthday party that was supposed to be nice into like a near fist fight. Nope, because that you add it up and it's never enough. Nope. And then somebody feels guilty. No one's owning up to it. So someone puts in an extra 20 bucks and yep. they feel resentful. I've been that person before. And you yep. always have the one friend who you know it is, but no one wants to talk to them about it. Yes. And it's just like, why? Just why? I will only go out. I just went to my, this is what brought it up for me, is this past um, weekend, one of my best friends who I love dearly, happy birthday, Kiki, had a birthday dinner. And only because it was, first of all, I was a really good friend. Second of all, I knew everyone else coming. I asked for the guest list. It wasn't a party of more than 10. And like, I was like, yes, I can do this. I went to a restaurant I knew would have space for us that wouldn't have a long line. But like, I had to, you know, make sure that it was within the parameters of like a group dinner I could get through without wanting to poke myself in the eyeball with a fork. Mm. You have to know, you have to like trust the people you're going with and yes. don't go out to dinner with a bunch of strangers. I'm done. I'm done with the random birthday dinners that are just like, oh, here, come, you're my friend. And then here's all my coworkers. And like, here's my random roommate and like her friends come and then let's all get appetizers. And like, it's not even a fact of, I mean, I guess part of it is just, I don't like getting stuck paying more than what I've, um, you know, purchased. But I feel like if it's people that I love and I care about, when we split the bill at the end of the night, like it's not going to be this like, I don't want to pay for so and so. I don't even know that person. You know, we split the bill because we trust each other. And it's just an understanding that like we'll split the bill and we're going to eat again together and we'll make up for it. And like there's there's just less of that awkwardness, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then too, like with the group dinner, if it's not with like friends who are friends with each other, it can be a bit awkward if you're like sitting next to like the wrong person. Mm -hmm. Like that, and your like, coworker, oh. the roommate, the roommate's boyfriend, like those yes. random people. And you're like, great, this person is boring as hell. This is this is where I'm sitting, huh? You know, or like, remember we did a group dinner at uh, FinCon? Well, that was different because the tab was picked up. No, but meaning that so the group dinner is also awkward when people who are not invited kind of come and you're like, oh, oh yeah. when they hear the free dinner. <laughs> yes, because especially since the tab was picked up, I had promised like one of the sponsors of the sponsor of the dinner. She's like, oh, I'd like to meet some brown folks in finance. And she kind of gave me a number and I said, OK, and I invited as many people as I could. I'm like, OK, the number is capped because this is the number she gave me. And people were like, oh, I heard I want to come. And I was like, OK. <clears throat> you know, we were able to get a few more people, but then the more people started coming and coming and coming. And I felt 
because it wasn't like, oh, we were splitting the bill. Because if it was, I wouldn't care. But someone else was paying and literally the number like doubled. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, like the sponsor had deep pockets. So she was cool. But I felt so bad because I was like, uh, so I hope you have an extra thousand dollars. <laughs> That's so, going yeah. to be my wedding. Yeah, like what? Oh, oh for sure. <laughs> What? Especially, people are going to bring their own chairs. Okay, especially like your... And their aluminum foil and their Tupperware containers what? in the bag. And yeah. don't tell me, I, I have friends, and you know who you are, Jessica <laughs> O'Neill, who never leaves without a container of food. And it's fine. What? I feel like me and Superman are going to get married in secret because Nigerians, they do not care. They're going to be like, what? Yo, I remember a friend of mine actually had a wedding like on one of those like cruise boats. And people came to the boats. Without invitations. No. And they were like, please, let me on. They were like, no, no, ma'am, sir. <laughs> you, cannot, you cannot dock with us. You know what? I am in favor of having a list at a big, whether it's a wedding, whether it's a bat mitzvah, whether it's like an anniversary party. Like, you should just give someone like 100 bucks. be the bouncer. Here's the list. Yep. You don't have to do the awkward. You can't come in. They can complain to you later. And then you can be like, oh, my God, I didn't know. I thought you were on the list. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think I might try that. Yeah, no, we have Who that at Nigerian weddings. They do definitely you? have. Well, yeah, like out on the outside, they definitely have people because it gets to be so ignorant. Mm -hmm. um, I remember the first girl kind of like in my age range that got married at her wedding. I felt so bad. I won't even say her name because she'll just be like, well, you know, I could say it. Well, I won't say her name. But she actually went on to form the bridal magazine we talked about, that um, Munaluchi Bridal. So well, you might as wedding, well say her name. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, really I remember being like, yo, her mother invited the world because it was her first daughter. When I say oh, the world came, mothers. I saw people in the hallway, like on their phone, telling people, yo, this wedding is jumping. Get over here this now. This is not a house party. <laughs> this is not yes. a frat party. This is not yes. college. These aren't your sisters, your brothers, your line sisters. No. Yes. What no, is happening? It was so crazy because it was a jumping wedding. It was actually really a lot of fun. But can you imagine? People are telling people, and I'm not going to lie, that's just Nigerian custom. Like, I can't tell you how many times every I other understand. weekend I get a phone call from a friend who's like, yo, I'm at the Robert Tree. Come get a plate. I'm like, well, whose party is it? They're like, I don't know. Some Nigerian. Is that the hotel that you talk about? Yes, the Robert Tree Hotel in Newark is like <laughs> the most Nigerian venue in New Jersey. Like, literally. There has been something, there's a Nigerian event there literally every weekend. I could probably just get dressed and go and know half the people there. And I've done that before. Like if I've been hungry and my friend of mine texts me and says, because I live within walking distance, I'll put on a dress, walk over and get a plate and be like, hey, sometimes I'll even see my parents there. Like, hey, what y'all doing here? <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, Auntie such and such is Jubilee. I'm like, oh, okay, can I get a plate? <laughs> and then I walk home. Oh, I love being Nigerian. <laughs> well, okay. That's fine. <laughs> I understand. It's not just Nigerians either. Like my friend who had a uh, my really good friend, she's Indian and her fiance is Puerto Rican, Dominican. Mm. Their wedding was insane. But her problem wasn't a bunch of walk-ons. Actually, part of it was like a lot of people bringing their kids like mm. randomly. Oh, yes. But who have mouths to feed? Like they should count as an extra person. They just bring yeah. their kids or but you know, she had a strict rule where if you weren't living with your partner, they couldn't come. Okay. That's how they cut down. But she still had like over 300 people plus yeah. randos showing up with their children. And how are you going to turn a kid away? You know? Yeah. The kid thing is crazy. We always have aunties with like seven kids that are like, I'm bringing my children. You're like, auntie, you can't bring all of them. This is a no kid party. How can I turn my kids away? You're like, oh, my God. <laughs> they don't oh. want to be there half the time. Honestly, yeah, how many don't. six year olds, 12 year olds want to be at this random wedding? No, they can't drink. What are they going to do? run around i feel like oh, this is yeah. a good chance to um to uh open up the phone lines which we don't have any so open up the email for yes. like wedding horror stories 
That's Ooh, what I want to yeah. know. Like, what went? What would you do differently with your wedding? What went wrong? Who showed up? Who caused drama? Just let me know all the horror stories so I can feel a little bit better about what might happen at my own wedding. And now it's time for some tips. Actually, I'm going to selfishly kind of take over tips today because I have a question for Mandy um, as it relates to wedding rings. And because Superman and I have really been talking about it seriously, especially since I've been like on my deathbed. You know, he's been wanting to make me an honest woman. Um, and like, I wait, while reason. you're on your deathbed, this is when he he's like, I got her attention. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you know, he's just like, I just realized how much you do for me. I'm like, are you kidding? I'm not really dying. Um, and um, no, but we've been talking about marriage for a while now. Um, so I just like lately, but it's been like at a fever pitch. Like he's actually been talking to like my sisters about it and stuff. And, you know, talking about talking to my dad and <clears throat> just even talking about a ring. Cause I, we had I had mentioned a few months back, are you saving for a ring? And he looked at me like, wait, what? And so since then, we've been just talking about like, you know, what that cost is. And just, just a few days ago, I said, let me do some research to see what a rings go for. And I literally could find no research on like what the average ring um, costs. And I just wanted to kind of know, Mandy, like, you know, since you just got engaged, we, we, like, what are we looking at here? So many questions. It's whatever the, the unsatisfying answer is. It's whatever your fiance can afford. Yeah. It's what they feel comfortable spending money on. I'll say the average ring, according to the knot.com, they update their average wedding costs and all the different tri- okay. trimmings of trappings of a wedding every year. It's about $5,000. Okay. Um, that's not too bad. Is it though? It's a lot of money. Like I It is even, a lot of money. It sounds like a lot of money to me, especially considering the average wedding is about $30,000. So that is what? One sixth of your wedding budget? That's nearly twenty no, percent. I guess what I thought is, budget. I'm thinking like I don't know. I thought maybe rings were like, oh, you know, they're like the average ring. People were spending ten thousand. Not that I'm gonna have Superman obviously look to spend five thousand. But to me, if the average ring is five thousand, then if he has twenty five hundred, three thousand dollars, you know, he's good to go. Because I know he's saving and he's just like, okay, so. You know, because we have a joint savings account and like, you know, he's actually not far from like what I guess he's going to need. But he's like, I don't know anything about any of this. So I'm like, do I have to do everything? OK, let me see. Let me see how much rings cost. <laughs> well, you know, he can be creative. Um, well, you live near New York. If you want a diamond, if that's what your heart's set on, then the diamond district in New York City, that mm-hmm. is where you save the money. And I'll tell you why. You might be intimidated because it's all a bunch of Jewish diamond dealers, which is mm-hmm. remember I talked about how I had to get my ring resized there. And mm-hmm. someone quoted me like a hundred bucks and I went there and it was 20 mm. and, and half the time. Um, it, the reason they're so affordable in, in Diamond District is because literally every diamond that gets shipped to America has to go through the Diamond District. It's okay. where they they buy diamonds wholesale. They sell them wholesale. So you're getting them before a jeweler in, you know, Kansas City, Kansas or Atlanta, okay. Georgia can mark up the price. Okay. Um, so that's one option. And then there's um, – I'm I'll, I'll tell you about my ring – um, I my fiance got it online at Etsy, which really? I oh yeah. So I I know it's un, it's very unconventional, but more and more um, people are buying engagement rings on Etsy, and not just Etsy, but other online jewelers like um, Blue Nile is one of the big ones. JLM I think is uh, JLM. I might be wrong. I don't know, but there's a bunch of jewelers. Um, this is a uh, a ring, and it came from Etsy, and I had found it myself. Not the exact one, but I found the the seller when I was doing a story for Yahoo on Etsy on uh, Etsy engagement rings, and um, it was super affordable. He spent um, about half what an average wedding ring. Uh, okay, that's ring good. Costs. 
And that was what I felt comfortable with him spending. And I think it's cool that you and Superman are talking about it because you should you should have the same expectations. Yeah, because you know? honestly, I don't I'm not like a you know, oh, you fancy hat. That's just so not me. Like, you know, I like I wear like simple hoop earrings. I literally wear no jewelry outside of like hoop earrings. And like, you know, like sometimes for TV, I might throw on something, but even then hardly. So I'm not really um, a big, not that I'm not a fan of jewelry. It's just not my style. And so I just want to make sure like, you know, cause I know I'm just really proud of him cause he's been saving and paying down debt. And I remember Mandy, you just gave such good advice last time of how you took on a little bit more of the household debt to like alleviate some room for him to get rid of his debt and then also save. Mm-hmm. And so, cause a friend of mine has been struggling with that. Like she's been like with her boyfriend for a minute and they, he wants to get married, but he can't afford um, a ring. And I suggested that to her and she was like, I don't know how I feel about that. And I'm like, well, he's not going to be able to do it all. Like, you know, yeah, there's nothing. you have to be realistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, too, because I think that women feel like, well, that's like me paying for my ring. It's not. <clears throat> you know, that no, you're, you're not. you're paying more for your rent. That's what exactly. you're paying. <laughs> exactly. And so we've just been really, like, you know, talking about that. Like, okay, well, what can I do to help alleviate? But I'm not, honestly, I'm really proud of him. Like I said, we have a joint account where we put in an equal amount of money. So, you know, I'm definitely going to let him know, like, you know, this. I know you have your own savings, but in this joint account, if you need to take your half to do whatever you need to do, a hint, 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 um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> Okay, but I was like, honestly, because like no one online would talk about how much they spent on their ring. And it was so mm-hmm. frustrating because I was just like, no one wants to share. I just want to know. But honestly, it's what you think you can afford. And don't buy into those stupid rules like the ring should be three months worth of pay. Yeah, that part was hard. To what? Read Why? Who? What? That's just like the jewelry industry's dumb <laughs> rule that they want you to spend more in a ring. It's just retarded. Oh, sorry. No, I want to say retarded. It's just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, you buy what you can afford because who wants to start playing? Weddings are expensive enough, okay? Yes. You don't want to start a wedding already like 10 grand in debt. No, exactly. no, 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 no. So, but I would say for you, like, if you really want a diamond, then go on and see what, you know, how much money Superman can afford can buy you so you can adjust your expectations. All right, guys, to wrap things up, we're going to go right into wins of the week. Well, I want to give a little win. Shout out to Barbie. Woot, woot. So <clears throat> from Maggie to Barbie. Yes. And so, I mean, I had a Barbie doll growing up. But um, so Barbie has unleashed a new range of dolls with, <clears throat> excuse me, let me just start again. <clears throat> All right. So. I want to do a win, a little shout out to Barbie from Maggie to Barbie. Woo woo. Um, I want to shout out Barbie because Barbie has come out with a new range of dolls with different body types, hair, outfits, skin tones. I mean, you've got like curvy girls, shorter, petite girls. You've got curly hair, straight hair, wavy hair. And they just look so cute. And I'm like, look at Barbie stepping into 2016 with some sense. Um, Mattel announced that globally Barbie had dropped 14% in sales. And so they're starting Mm. to realize that people want to play. Well, little girls want to see themselves reflected in the dolls that they play with. And Barbie, you know, stepped up to the plate and they are literally changing the face of the brand. Um, that's like what they said. Exciting. I know. And have you seen some of them? Like there's actually a girl with like, she's super thick and she's got blue hair. Yeah. I like her. There's the curvy Barbie. There's the, and it's not just a black Barbie, but she's like dark skinned. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Like chocolate. I was like, yes, come through yeah. with this melanin. 
And there's curvy, there's petite Barbie. I was super excited to tell my friend Tara that she had a petite Barbie because she's super little. <laughs> and short and so people are people too. Exactly. And that's the thing I liked about it, that they could have easily just been like, oh, we'll go with curvy because I feel like the curvy girls have made huge strides in like getting, you know, more and more representation of themselves in the media. But then we forget that sometimes like I hate when they say real women have curves. I'm like, honestly, like if like let's just say you're really petite and you're like, you know, flat chested, no real behind. Does that not make you a real woman? Like, I I just don't like when movements have to alienate one type in order to make themselves feel better. It's like, no. Like, women look like whatever it is that they look like, that we could celebrate it all. You could be really petite and, and have an A cup, and you can have a triple G and be thick and beautiful, and you can be, you know, short and chunky, and it doesn't make you less of a woman in to see yourself reflected in just different ways is just so great. And I just want to say kudos to Barbie. And their clothes are really cute. Kudos to Barbie for finally getting it together. Exactly. Again, why it took so long, nobody knows. I know. But, you know, we're going to let you slide on that, Barbie. We're going to let you slide. My Barbie <laughs> growing up, I was all about Teresa. Teresa was the brown Barbie. I didn't know. She didn't, like, have any ethnicity. But then I was reading more about her. My coworker sent me a link that said that, Teresa was meant to be, oh, she could be Italian or a Latina. And I'm like, mm. because those are so the same, you know, <laughs> just any. She's like, just, she's like a smorgasbord. She's whatever. Just whatever you want to project your identity onto her, which is what I did. I said she was a mixed girl. Um, Why Barbie all white? Isn't that terrible? I had all white Barbies with blonde hair. And I didn't think it did, But it was crazy because my Barbies were white, but my doll babies, like the actual, you know, like – the babies that like are the size of like almost like a real baby. Those were all brown. Oh, okay. so I had a lot going on. <laughs> My two favorite dolls. I don't know who even bought me these, but I had a Native American doll and I had a Kenya doll. Mm. And they were like life size. Yeah. Yes, I remember the Kenya doll. Really? Do you? Man, yes. I love that doll. It was a very diverse. I just, you know, all my beanie babies were different colors. I had all kinds of different gigapets. I was a very progressive child. <laughs> Dude, the Kenya doll's a thing. Wow. I know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can't believe you had one. I remember that. Because first of all, I mean, I live in the house with, it was five girls at one time. So we had like every kind of range of dolls, toys. And so we were, I was really fortunate in that like my uncles used to get us traditionally boys toys, I guess you could say. Like we had like, you know, remote control cars and helicopters and this and that. And then we also had our dolls. Um, so we just played with everything. We played a lot of board games. So we just had every toy that ever came out. Somebody would have gotten it as a gift or or one of our friends because we didn't have a whole lot of money growing up. But one of our friends would have gotten it. And so they would bring it to the house and we would all just enjoy. Honestly, my childhood was literally the best. That sounds like fun. I'm kind of missing what? childhood now. What do kids do now? Smartphones. Know, right? How many babies do I see like in strollers with in iPhones? Basement, right? Remember those days you said used to actually like sit down and like play checkers. We used to play this card game war. We kept ourselves so busy oh, and engaged. And now it's like if I don't take my phone to the bathroom, I die. I'm like, no, I forgot my phone. <laughs> don't be a bathroom texter. What I like, I watch movies as I do the dishes. I have to put like the phone on top of the windowsill just so I could do the dishes. I'm wow. like, what is happening to my brain? Whatever gets the job done. <laughs> on that note, Tiffany's got to go take some echinacea vitamins and drink some tea and chillax. Yeah, so tweet us at the BA Podcast on Twitter. We're on Facebook at Brown Ambition, and you can email us at brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com. Okay. Maybe I'll leave that one in. I know that was kind of funny. I was trying to.
The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.